It is the third episode of the 12 Days of Christmas mm-hmm. edition of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. We're talking wise guys, and uh, you know the, why they call Carter a wise guy. Why is that? No one knows. No, well, you know, it's what's interesting. It is about the wise men. Now who's Dana a wise Rickery. guy? Yeah, we somehow made it through the whole episode mm-hmm. without making one New York accent wise guy crack. No more wise cracks. Yeah. You know, so now we're going to make up for it right now. Hi, say, you're a wise guy, say. Let's just, let's just go to the I episode. thought it was just, I thought we were going to do that together. Nah, it's okay. Now I feel weird. <laughs> the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us. It's Rochelle. It's Carter having a lot of fun this Christmas season. You think of Silent Night. You think of Christmas time. Yeah. And we're called the Anything But Quiet. That's a good point. That's, uh, you know, it's we may not podcast. be the best ones to represent, you know, but we are... So. Talking about <laughs> the real story of Christmas and each kind of walking through each and every day. Do you want me to sing it? Representing. You, sing it? you can you can sing it okay. if you'd like. On the okay. first day of Christmas, our true love gave to us a child born to pay our penalty. You're not singing with me? No, okay. I'm not singing. I can't On sing. On the second day of Christmas, our true love gave to us two trusting parents and a child born to pay their penalty. Now, on the third day, what do you think it is? I think it is uh, how many times Joseph asked Mary if he could ride the donkey for a little bit. I don't know that there would have been a like the rest of the Christmas story would have happened after that. She would have been like, get out, yeah, get out. That's uh, I got this. Uh, <laughs> no. no, it's be I well, I assume. Yeah. Even though we're about to debate it, the wise men, three seeking wise men, uh, yeah. and we could talk about yeah whether there are three or not. Well, but... who says two or three? Which one is the? I mean, why, why do we say three? Yeah. And it's not, interestingly enough, it's not because all of the most famous nativity scenes ever painted or created are three wise men. It's because there were three gifts present um, that were presented to Jesus as an infant. And, and whether he was an infant or even a toddler, we can get into that here in a second, too. But it was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Hmm. So you would have you would think that each one brought one gift. Yeah. Now, well, I don't know about you, but my mom gives like 20,000 gifts at Christmas time. Yeah, it could, what, could it have been one. We know it was at least two. Is that right? We know that it was more than one. Okay. Because okay. wise men was what was used. You can read about the yeah. account in Matthew chapter two, which I had to refresh up on that. There is only one book that accounts for the wise men in terms of like the, the story. So, yeah. I, this what is are my, you doing? This You're is like, my favorite part. He's looking something up on YouTube. You look very distracted while I'm trying to tell you. Uh, this is and jingle all the way the wise men scene when the 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 head of one of them accidentally gets in the fire and thrown out the window. Okay. Balthazar. <laughs> That's what I think of a lot when I think of the specific wise men. Maybe who they were. So Melchior, Balthazar. And I think it's Caspar. And why? Why do we know their names? Those are traditional names. Okay. All right. There is no founding in Bible that I'm aware of. Yeah. With those names, but those are traditional names. Yes. So they obviously made the trek. If you're, if you're even, you know, and, and no shame, this is what the Anything But Quiet Time is all about. It's yeah. just learning. So if you're new to the Christmas story, uh, Jesus was born of a virgin. We covered that in episode one and Mary, and then the two trusting parents went more into them. And so now the, you know, you got the old little town of Bethlehem and yeah. you got all that scene. And here come the wise men and and every nativity, they make it at the same time as the shepherds. No. No. They don't don't make it at the same time. In fact, it probably he probably would have been about a year old, at least a year old when they get there, because the star appears in the sky. We know that from Mm -hmm. the account given by the shepherds that there's this this incredible light that shows up in the sky. But the wise men see it before anybody and they start following what they see in the sky and they uh they see it 
from Bethlehem where they are in the east, and they start following it. So it was a long, long, a long trip. journey because they're, they're not driving Ferraris back then. You think they had a Bucky's on the way? <laughs> you could stop at, have some bathrooms. They had some camels. That's okay. And maybe they rode horses. But I hear that horses don't get along with camels. I don't know unless they're trained. But uh, they saw the star. And the reason why they would have been very caught up in looking at the stars, some would argue even astrology is what they were into because they were very fascinated with lore. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, I've heard astronomy as a child growing up, maybe because it's less t- attached to you know, horoscopes and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they were they were interested in legend and, and prophecy, and they saw things uh, presented before them in the stars mm-hmm. and that connected them to those kinds of, of thoughts. And uh, it, in fact, I did a little bit of history do you remember a guy named Balaam in scripture? Well, I know, and I to be honest with you, I don't remember the story at all, but okay. I know his donkey talked. Yeah, his donkey talked. Okay. And he was a prophet. And actually there's a count about him meeting up with the Israelites after they come away from Egypt this with is like, Moses. This is like, okay, so way Old Testament. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's way Old Testament, but he is a prophet. And interestingly enough, when you are a prophet back in the day, yes, he believed in God, but it also mentions that he dabbled in other Types of cultures, faith, religion, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he also, yes, a prophet means God speaks to him and he would speak. Yeah, God would speak through Balaam. Right, right. But um, it's said that he was one that may have even been, I don't know, the guy who started the whole thing in the first place. Wise men were magi. They were smart guys. They were the guys that royalty would go to to get advice from. And you can even read about the wise men. It, do you remember Queen Esther's story. I, you know, I'm a little fuzzy on. I know that's an important one, and uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm a little fuzzy. But on But you know the, the name. Esther. That's all I yeah, mean. Yeah. You know the name Queen Esther. Maybe you remember Daniel in the Lion's Den story. Oh yeah. All of these stories they talk about wise men. So these guys were around in the palace, and they would have mm. been helpful. And uh, these particular magi would have come from somewhere in the east. It doesn't say that they all started out on the same trek together. Oh yeah, that's interesting too. Because they knew about Balaam, they would have been aware of Israelites because of Balaam's connection with them. And because of Queen Esther, a lot of the people, when she came on board into the Persian royal house, uh, they they completely converted to Judaism. Hmm. So they would have been familiar with the things of the prophets that, you know, talked about. Balaam was the first guy who talked about something going down. It's going to happen and it'll be in Bethlehem. And so... Um, in fact, maybe I've gotten that wrong, but he mentioned something about that there's something really special, something royal coming out of this particular area. So they were always on the lookout for it. And it was yeah. Micah, actually, who prophesied later out of Bethlehem. Okay. So okay. I think that's right. I'm not, see, and by the way, like this is what's going to happen. We're not experts. We don't know everything. That's our disclaimer because this is there's literally been about 15 times that Rochelle has said, "Hey, can we go back and redo that podcast?" Because I that's not true. I missed that. I messed that thing up. You're very caring about making sure you get the facts straight, but you know, just we yeah. would love honestly in any of this, we'd love for you to yeah look it up or you yeah, know check it out. I've done that like 15 times. Do we even have that many podcasts? 13. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But we're human. But we also want, we don't want to give you misinformation because that's important to us. But at the same time, it's like also maybe giving you inspiration and cause to go, like, you know, if it interests you, look it up yourself. And don't ever take our word for anything anyway, because, you know, you study, show yourself approved. We mentioned that before. There's two things that stick out to me with this. And one is that God obviously uses anybody, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. They're a big part of the story. And then you go back to Balaam and that's, that's really cool. 
But also, I guess I just, especially nowadays where we have so many people that are open to spirituality, oh, they're open to God, they're not open to Jesus, but there are things that, and you can even talk about in the New Testament too, when there's the unknown God, there's yeah. a part where Paul is in Greece and there's the unknown God. Yeah, he's and, in Athens. I think yeah, I said yeah. he was on an island in one that's of That's one of the things that you, that's, quite, that's right. Yeah, And nobody, that doesn't matter whether he was on an island or not. And it mattered to the people in Athens okay. that day. So <laughs> it, it just reminds me that I want to, instead of pointing out what people have wrong, mm -hmm. hey, astrologist, crazy weirdo. No, you recognize, if, if at least I was talking for a, to a wise man, you recognize that this, this baby is very important. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Like, I just, I really want to use that as a life example of whatever, you know, on an elevator, you're talking to some crazy person about something yeah. and they recognize some truth. Let's focus on that. There's something yeah. we have in common. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing that you. And let me applaud that. And could we talk about mm -hmm. that more? Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of a story I recently shared with my son, Caleb. We were talking about Ethiopia and history. That's what they're going over. Uh -huh. One of the most famous people noted in the Bible. That's right. Ethiopia yeah. is this guy who is an Ethiopian eunuch is what it talks about in the book of Acts. He's on this dusty road in a carriage. He's coming out of Jerusalem. Just celebrated. God there, but somebody gives him the book of Isaiah. He doesn't understand it. And God directs Philip, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, one of the leaders in the church at the time, to just be there at the right place, the right time. And he calls over to the Ethiopian who he hears talking, reading it from Isaiah. And he's getting angry. This, this guy in the carriage is getting angry. And Philip goes, what's going on? He said, I've been given this book. I don't know what it means. Yeah. yeah. And that's a point of conversation. Can I talk about it with you? So I, I love that he wasn't overwhelming or overburdening. And it actually, the story ended up in the Ethiopian guy pointing to a puddle outside of his carriage. There's some water. Can I get baptized right now? I, I, it, it's a perfect time at this time of the year to be able to bring, because people talk about Christmas. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they'll talk about going to church on Christmas Eve and everything. I mean, it's yeah. a perfect opportunity for conversation to happen. I was uh, actually, I wish I could have responded. I was listening to a podcast of uh, three people I listened to that they were talking about. What does it mean? Okay, Christian is, does that mean that you just believe in the teachings of Jesus? Or does that mean that you uh, are like, believe that he's the son of God? And they were going yeah. back and I'm, you know, I, I wish I was in the room because it's, he's the son of God. People are talking about it he's this time of the year. God. You know, it's both. Yeah. yeah. The teachings as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and so, yeah. um, you know, and so it's, it's just, uh, that really encourages me that mm -hmm. you're using these people in this story. God's using these people in this story yeah. for these rep, you know, foreshadowing gifts, uh, as well as right. recognizing, hey, they got this part right. And you want to talk about the gifts? Okay, the gifts were interesting. Gold. And when we were kids, we always thought Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Of frankincense. Yeah, and then myrrh is just fun to say. Okay, so gold, gold has a very significant meaning. If you think of gold, what do you usually think of? And a very fancy, gaudy gift, royalty. Something like uh, royalty. Yeah. And that, that was it. If you gave gold, it's because the person you were giving to, you wanted to let them know, I think you are so special. And it was a royal type of presentation. This wise man knew the gift that he was giving to was someone of royalty. Yeah. And so then frankincense was a very precious substance used in the temple. And it would have had, a, um, I believe it was a sweet smell. I could be mixing that up with myrrh, but I know that it was burned in the temple. And it would have been like a significance of, I know that I'm in the presence of someone significant. Huh. Yeah. I am in the presence of God here. And then myrrh foreshadowed what Jesus did ultimately in his death after dying on the cross. 
He was wrapped in linen and he was anointed with all sorts of spices, myrrh being one of it was uh, something you used to embalm mm. people who had passed on. It foreshadowed. It was very, um, very expensive. So it would have also been like a, a, a very wealthy gift to give. Yeah. But it's interesting how each of those gifts are so significant. So I, the three gifts, we think of three wise men, these guys who traveled a really long way, followed the star that landed them over this dwelling that, Yes, they lived in Bethlehem, which is another interesting story, because didn't Mary and Joseph first live in Nazareth? Yeah. So why are they still in Bethlehem? Why was Bethlehem the place? Yeah. Maybe they got cozy there. Maybe it w- they remember the trek on the way down. They're like, we're not going back up. Our baby's too small. I don't know. Maybe they were instructed to stay there. Speaking of instructions, you remember maybe what happens after they visit Jesus. No, no. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. Okay. Remember when they stop in Jerusalem. And the Herod part of it. The Herod part of it. So they think the star has landed them right over Jerusalem. It has to be the sparkling, beautiful, gorgeous city with this big temple and palace and Mm -hmm. stuff. This has got to be where we're supposed to be. And they get there and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Because they're like, where's the new king? Herod hears this. That scares him. He ticked. Why? What new king? What new king is this? Mm -hmm. Of course, he pretends he puts on, he gives him the two-face. Oh, I would also like to pay homage to, yes. And that's where they discover through the teachings of Micah, through the the scriptures, Micah's pointing to Bethlehem. So when uh, Herod has his own wise men, he gets them on it. Hey, smart guys, come over here. What are these other smart guys talking about? They traveled a long way to meet this new king. And he was feeling threatened, certainly. And Bethlehem's the place. So he tells him, I know he's in Bethlehem. So when you get there, when you find the exact location, you let me know. And of course, we know that he was he was up to no good. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah. And so the wise men, after visiting Mary and Joseph, Gabriel visits them in a dream, in a vision, and says, don't go back through Jerusalem and tell him where he's at. It does not end well for uh, a lot of families in Bethlehem, though, because Herod is crazy. And, you know, given the time and the proximity they decide that any child under the age of two, probably they would be in the clear if they just eliminated them mm. and there would be no new king. And um, Joseph gets another visit from Gabriel, probably one of those middle of the nights, wiping the sleep out of my eyes. Did I hear that right? Get up, go to Egypt because you you, you guys are in danger. Jesus is in danger. Yeah, I don't know. It may have been me and you together that mm-hmm. either you said this or somebody that we saw speaking uh, said this, that, the the reaction time of Joseph to just Do obey, it. you know, he just yeah. got up in the middle of the night. Yep, went, you know, because a lot of times it's like, well, did God mean that for me to do this? Oh, I do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard him wrong. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And then I'll ask twenty other people. What do if, you think? If you exactly, <laughs> if you think God told you something, do you think Joe Schmo is a better? Hey, let me gauge this by <laughs> Joe Schmo. Hey, vagrant. <laughs> Come here for a second. But we do. <laughs> we do. Anyway, but that, that's the account that we know of the wise men. I can only imagine. The really cool thing is they had to go back home, right? So how is it? I don't know. What what would have taken place when they get back home after visiting who they know to be the next king? Yeah. Would they have opened some doors maybe there for the future apostles to come in and say, do you remember the legends? I don't know. It'd be fun to explore. Yeah. Do you remember the legends when the wise men came back and they said that they had visited a baby king? Can I tell you about the baby king? Who knows what doors were open because right. of the, that visit? 
You know? That's crazy. It's, it's just, it's a really cool part of the story. It's one of my favorite parts of the nativity scene. Um, and I also, I really hope that it was three. Really. You would, why? That means that if it, let's just say it's two. Name, name the two, Balthazar and who? Name one of the other ones. Caspar. Balthazar and Caspar, right? Balthazar says, hey, hey man, here's, here's the, uh, the price limit. I'm just going to get one gift. Yeah. And then Caspar's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, one gift. Yeah. Right, right. And get all the way there. And Balthazar pulls out, you know, frankincense, and he's sure. like, and then Caspar's like, yeah, I got myrrh. Yeah, it's perfect. And then all of a sudden, Balthazar reaches back. I also got gold. Oh, and Caspar's like, are no. you kidding me? You're going to do this to me? We had an agreement. Or, or is it worse that there was a, would be only two, or if there were like twelve of them, you're like, I didn't get anything. Can we go in with you? <laughs> and one guy got got three gifts. You brought gifts. We and were just gonna come say hi. I'll throw in a couple of camels, make it worth your time. Just put my name on the card, okay? <laughs> hey, we've done the uh, crazy uh, Carol of the Friars song. Let's do something that we we were playing a little of a Home Alone theme music today. <gasps> little John Williams here. This is just one of my yeah. Right here. I love it. The oh the bill. It's magic. Yeah, okay. and I love that scene where. Kevin goes into the church in that oh, film. Oh, yeah. It's so Hold beautiful. on, Michelle. Oh. See, that's when his mom gets home on the right day when it's yeah. snowing. Yeah. I, a little behind the scenes about that movie. We would watch this movie where behind the scenes Home Alone. Uh, they actually, that was the second day of filming. They started filming in February in Chicago. And they're like, okay, when it snows... We got to be just on guard and be ready to film yeah. that last scene of the house. It filmed, it snowed the second day. They're like, everybody, get together, it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. Catherine O'Hara, who plays the mom, was really upset because she had just gotten back on her diet after all the Christmas eating and, cookies <laughs> and things like that. And February rolls around. Let's do it again. Oh, man. All right. The Anything But Quiet Time <laughs> podcast. We'll be back with uh, day number four, which is uh, about kind of the town of Bethlehem, right? It's for taxing purposes, which okay. sounds weird, but it's about the census and why the emperors needed a census. Well, we'll see you tomorrow then. The Anything But Quiet Time podcast. <laughs> <laughs>